Hey friends, welcome to episode 106 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift. Thanks for joining me today. And I have a great show for you because my guest is Valerie Ellis, and you're going to love her so much. And we are talking about passing faith on to the next generation. And this is so important. We have all been entrusted with passing the gospel on and passing our faith to the next generation. And there are a lot of things going on out there right now in the world, and especially things that are being taught to kids that are not biblically sound or from scripture. They are of the world and they're not the ideals and they're not the the things that God would want us to instill in children. So I think it's so important to have these conversations. And Valerie also is a co-founder of an amazing blog called Our Everyday Parables. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But, you know, it's so important for us to have these conversations. And also Valerie is going to share a time when she went through a, a season of struggle in college. Because, you know, we've probably all gone through seasons where we've struggled with our faith and she's going to share pretty vulnerably about what happened with that and it's the first time she's really shared that in a a show like this so I am excited for you to hear that and I know what she has to share is going to encourage inspire and challenge you so listen in while I have a chat with Valerie Ellis. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm excited to introduce you today to my friend, Valerie Ellis. She is a children's book writer, speaker, and the co-founder of the multi-author blog, our Everyday Parables, which is awesome. And we are going to talk more about that. And this blog offers the book reviews and parenting resources that families need to pursue faith and compassion and to be able to gather together in that strengthening of faith. I know that she has a heart for us passing on faith to the next generations, and she wants to encourage us in how we can best do that. She's also a nonprofit consultant a trainer and grant proposal writer serving education and human service organizations in the Houston area where she lives with her husband, Josh, and their two boys. Welcome to the show, Valerie. It's great to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Doris. Thank you. And I am so blessed that we met in book camp. That is a cool kind of membership writers group training thing that we are both a part of, led by Chad R. Allen, and it's just amazing how God connects people, right? So Definitely. It's yeah. been really fun to get support through that group. Yeah, very good. We need community. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again, we see it in the Word, and we know when we experience community, it helps us to work together as the body of Christ into forward and further the kingdom. And so I love that so much. So Valerie, I would love if you would share a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Yes. Well, the most prominent place 
is definitely in my parenting. As you mentioned, I have two boys, they're seven and 11. And, you know, just doing my best to help them view themselves in the world in healthy ways, to help them encounter God's love and to, you know, act in the world with compassion. Those are definitely passions of mine. And like you mentioned, that our Everyday Parables blog is an overflow of that. Just as I was learning and just getting so excited, especially about children's books, but also realizing that the everyday moments is kind of where it's at, especially for my boys and the way they're wired. And, you know, if we could just, like you said, build a community of parents that were coming around each other with that goal of using those everyday moments to talk about faith, you know, maybe it's through books or games or nature, or just like something happening at school with your kiddo or church. Um, That's really what we're about. And then I also speak to moms groups about specific books and conversation starters they can use for various needs in their family, like navigating big feelings, learning how to love others well. And then this all goes back for me to Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. And I love that God gave us that command, just the command to love him and to talk about him when we sit and walk and lie down and get up because it goes so well with how he created us. Mm. I found that my kids and myself need this small continual approach. It's not going to happen necessarily in one big moment. I mean, the big moments are great, but we also need lots of different approaches and angles. And that kind of first takes the pressure off of creating like these big moments for our families. But it also helps me rely on the Holy Spirit, like in the daily moments of knowing like, God knows what my kids need, remembering that this is a journey and that, you know, our need for him is also a gift. The need for us to rely on him is a gift. I mean, even if we could create these perfect children without him, (laughs) it wouldn't be, we wouldn't have his presence, his life-giving love. And so he just, he has it all. And for me, a lot of it goes back to that Deuteronomy 6. Um, which also reminds me that I have a lot to learn from my kids. So that's another place that my passion, compassion, and conviction intersect is trying to pause and see like in their childlike faith, what does God want me to learn from them? Mm, That's beautiful. I love how you unpacked that and brought up such good reminders and points that it is so important to stop and that scripture is amazing Because just even this morning when I was doing some quiet time devotionals and praying and thinking about the things in my heart, like we wait on stuff. We pray to the Lord and we wait and we wait on things. But sometimes we're not really as aware as we could be of what is actually right here, you know, Mm. that we've already been blessed with, the things that we've been blessed with that God doesn't have us waiting for. He's already provided them in this moment in those sweet things that your kids are teaching you and the kids that teach us, you know, in our everyday lives. So, and I think that is so applicable to moms out there who are listening, maybe grandmas out there, aunts, Mm -hmm. people who have influence on younger children, but also have been given the great privilege and the humbling privilege to come and serve and share and impart 
faith onto the next generation and even those who are called into children's ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is an important thing to know. And so I love that you do that. And you were a former public school teacher, correct? Yes. I taught fourth grade and I loved it. Fourth grade is a magical age. So, um, and I also did a little bit of children's ministry, but then, you know, a lot of volunteering as well in that area. And it's true sometimes, you know, we can, you know, like you said, whether you're an aunt, a grandparent, you likely have a child in your life. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times we focus on what we're giving to them, which is wonderful. But then, like you said, we can pause and say, what is God already doing? What is God blessing me with in this moment through this child? So I love that you said it that way. Mm. Yeah. And, and just thinking on the things, like you said, that we can learn from the kids in our lives because you know how the word says we're to come with childlike faith Mm -hmm. and sometimes we see the world through the eyes of all of our past experiences and the things that we which is good because we can impart those little tidbits of wisdom here and there with our kids and sometimes we'll tell them not to do something but they go and do it anyway because they have to find out for themselves that oh Mm -hmm. yeah that's what a skin knee feels like but (laughs) um (laughs) but still you know we we also can listen to their perspective because oftentimes even as a parent we don't realize how the child views a situation and sometimes we forget that there's things that they might be struggling with that we are missing and -hmm. it could be a really good opportunity for a teachable moment or an open conversation. Do you have some resources that you love recommending for those kind of situations or certain books that you like to focus on with that? Yes. I mean, there are so many opportunities to use books and those teachable moments. Um, one thing we're doing right now is we have a word of the day on a calendar. And so it came from a book um, called Faithful Families by Tracy Smith. And that's more of like a family book. A lot of what we talk about on our everyday parables are like children's books. Mm-hmm. But the word of the day has been great because I've told them, you know, I didn't write these words with any specific meaning in mind. You know, maybe one is treasure, maybe one is still. And I said, sometimes you guys are going to teach me what is this word mean to you? Because honestly, this, you know, this list came from someone else and I don't have all the answers behind it. In fact, the word of the day when it was still my seven-year-old, I was like, how do you, do you think this means more of like still, like being still or like still something is like continuing on, like still God is with us. Mm. And he was like, took a minute to think about it. He's like, I think it's more like still God is with us, you know, and any answer he would have said would have been correct. But when we ask those open-ended questions that don't really have a right or wrong answer, it shows our kids that we are listening, Mm. that they are valuable brothers and sisters in Christ and that God is forming them now. And so a lot of what I try to help parents do is like, point their kids to their own story, help their kids realize, like you were saying earlier, what's happening in the moment that God, this is part of their story with God right now. Mm. And then as far as books, yes, um, a lot of 
ways that we like to use books are like for creating that moment of just the beautiful fun moment. So even if there's no teachable moment in the book, having that snuggling up time, or if you're a teacher, you're not going to be snuggling up, but you'll have that routine of like reading aloud with your class or turning on the audiobook and you're all giggling over the same novel or whatever. I mean, that's very um, important for like bonding. And then, you know, there will be those times because books are, you know, good children's books have been labored over. Those authors have worked on them. They've been edited to really get to that kid perspective. And so a lot of times when I want to bring up something about faith or maybe a stressful situation or um, even just helping them remember like the creative, loving person God designed them to be, I'll go to a book. Mm. And the great thing about that too is that someone else is saying it, right? So as a parent, we say so many things (laughs) and we can kind of get tired of it or they kind of start tuning us out. And so books kind of have what I like to call the teacher effect. So if you, even if you don't have kids, if you've been a kid, you probably remember that what your teacher said tended to have a lot more weight than what your parents said. Mm. And books are kind of like that too. Sometimes we could tell a child something is like, oh, mom or whatever. And then they read it in a book or they, their teacher says, and it's the most brilliant thing ever. And they come home talking about it. And you're like, yes, very original thought. Mm, <laughs> wonderful. Thank right. you. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> That is so true. It's like, um, I thought I just said that yesterday. That is so true. I love how you call it the teacher effect. That's really neat because, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just thinking the other morning and I don't know why this kind of came to me, maybe because we were going to talk today, but I was just thinking about what teachers in my life have really impacted my life. Because, you know, you think about it, oftentimes for children, there are those certain teachers in their lives that really made an impact on them. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say, um, I loved all my teachers. There weren't any teachers that I really didn't like or thought didn't teach well. There were so many of them. But it was even more impactful, I think, for me to get to know the teachers of who were teaching my grandkids mm. and uh, and my kids. So that was pretty special and still have friendships with them. And they've attended our church, you know, things like that. So we know them pretty well. And this was actually in public school. Like I mm-hmm. remember my grandson's kindergarten teacher and my son's kindergarten teacher. And they are both um, June Weaver and Jessica Duncan. They are just fun and wonderful and they love kids and then we have like Don and Linda Bradley who are amazing and my daughter had Don and my grandson had Linda and you know and so these are teachers who have a heart for their children in their classroom but because they have Jesus in them you know Mm -hmm. and so they Mm -hmm. can love like Jesus even though like you said teachers can't hug or touch Mm-hmm. It's really kind of like, no, we don't do that. But they still feel the warmth of a hug when someone listens in. And I love how you were also talking about the um, ways that we can allow a child to feel validated because mm-hmm. there are so many children. It could, you know, sometimes it's our own kids even. You know, we get busy and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, 
we kind of like don't listen or something, but there are other kids in our lives that we can make an impact on, like maybe kids in our neighborhood that don't feel like they have a voice. And so giving Mm -hmm. them a voice is so important. And that one word thing that you do, that is really cool. I like that. Yes, that was from that book. And I'm our children's pastor actually was like emailed a bunch of ideas that we could do. Mm -hmm. And that was one of them. And I was like, okay, that's simple enough that we can do it. And it's been impactful. And we don't read them every day, you know, like sometimes we get busy, but then it's there when I'm like, what what should we talk about? Oh, our word of the day. So it's great. It is great. And I think those of us who are listening, you know, to that and those who write or are called to write, you know, Mm -hmm. you have sometimes writing prompts that you are given and you have to like create a story or write about some experience based on this prompt. And it's sometimes just a word, but I love that you took that word still and changed the perspective. Cause oftentimes when we hear that word, we do associated that with being still, which Mm -hmm. could be not actually moving. It could be, it can mean waiting. It could be being quiet or silent, but God is still with us. He's still faithful. He is Mm -hmm. still trustworthy. He still loves us no matter what. I love that. That was really cool. Yes. (laughs) Great. I love it too. And it was just something, like I said, like the Holy spirit. And just in that moment was like, okay, how do I talk about this? And he's so good. So, and I love what you said about the teachers in your life and some how you have relationships with those teachers of your kids and your grandkids. Mm -hmm. And I find the same thing, you know, we've got wonderful teachers and I feel like sometimes, yes, as though I had wonderful teachers as a kid, of course, I'm closer to these teachers because we're on the same team. We, you know, we kind of have the same goals Mm -hmm. of, you know, helping our kids feel validated, loved, you know, learn and grow and, and shape them and all that. So that was really great. Yeah, and it is so valuable to remember that whether our kids are in public school or private school or being homeschooled, all of these things are meaningful and purposeful for all these different situations. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, I love that so much. And um and, and I wanted to segue a little bit into what you had shared with me about your experience in college because I think it's so important when we share things that we've gone through, because sometimes people, a friend just recently posted, um, I think it was Lisa Apollo. She was posting how, you know, we see these squares on Facebook and we see these pictures and we see like, oh, this is just, everything's wonderful, but we don't know the stories behind what's really going on in everyone's life. And one of the things that you said, because I have a guest information sheet that I love for my guests to complete because it gives me a lot of cool tidbits of information and insight into the lives of my guests and friends. And um, I love how you brought this out because I think it's so important. So you were, you had said that you faced a difficult season in college and what you said was I faced a season of depression brought on by perfectionism and the accompanying feelings of condemnation. Can you unpack that a little bit for us? Because I know that our listeners today can really connect and relate to that. Sure. I'd be happy to. A little background, you know, I was raised in a Christian home and I would have 
it wasn't just like a passing thing. Like I really held on to it. And so when that happened, it really surprised me because I would have thought, you know, like probably from the outside, other than being like chronically late and indecisive, I would pretty much might've seemed like I had it all together. We didn't have social media back then, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like that, but you know, no one would have suspected that I was dealing with this mm-hmm. and it surprised me too. And I even felt pretty self-aware. Like I would do like personality tests. I was really into that, but this was a huge blind spot for me. And I think it was just the way I filtered some of the teaching about God that I received, mm-hmm. just focusing much more on the um, doing good. And I think in college, you know, it's one of those crossroads where you feel like the stakes are high. So I feel like that's kind of why it came on then because it was like, okay, you know, I was interpreting, um, relying on God as like doing a checklist, which is, you know, of course not what God had in mind, Mm -hmm. but I kind of had to go through it the hard way because, you know, I had people around me telling me like, it's not like that. Like, you know, God doesn't have this checklist. And I think in my mind, you know, when people around you, you know, that they love you. But then I think in the back of my mind, I was like, but also if I relax, that really benefits you. So are you telling me that because Mm -hmm. you just want me to like feel better or like, this is really the truth. And that wasn't at the surface, but I think underneath, is why I didn't really have a breakthrough until um, my pastor was like, look, we'll pay for uh, several weeks of going to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, no, I'm good. Cause every couple of days I would feel good. Like, okay, I'm good. You know, God healed me. I'm and then, you know, it was kind of like a little cycle. And so finally I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I, um, you know, hearing it from like an outside perspective just was part, I mean, there are other things about the therapy that helped, but I think that was a big part of kind of like what I was saying earlier about that teacher effect, like you're, it's hearing it from the outside perspective. So, um, but sitting in the therapist's office that day, I'll just be really vulnerable right here. I was Mm -hmm. just like, so mad and just like, so angry that I had to be there. Mm -hmm. And so like, just like crying but not like sad crying, just like really upset. Like I'm, this is not supposed to be me. I'm supposed to be stronger than this. Mm -hmm. And so, but it was so formational for me, not just the healing process and realizing, you know, the true message of God's love and just how rich a relationship with him is meant to be, Mm -hmm. but also in my perspective, on others and realizing like, sometimes you just can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's just impossible. We need each other. Like you said, community, and we all need grace and we all need patience. And it was the therapy was helped, helped me overcome like the most severe and crippling parts. I probably should have kept going, but as a college student, I was like, "Mm, spend money on this. I don't think so, but I probably should have, but I was blessed a couple years later when a friend invited me to a Bible study. And I guess this is where my people pleasing kind of came in handy because I didn't really want to go. It's busy. It was far away. And I was like, Oh, but I was like, Oh, you know, I love her so much. You know, I want to, she was like, um, like my mom's age and kind of like, you know, a little shepherd in my life too. Mm. Like, so I was like, okay, I'll go. And then I just kept going. And the Bible teacher 
wasn't just all about teaching God's word, but she had such a passion and had come from a place of brokenness and just loved Jesus so much. And so (laughs) just that I, over time, I realized I'm different. Like it didn't happen all at once. It was like, I'm different. I can um, enjoy my relationship with God and not feel condemnation. And that was a wonderful moment. So of course I'm still growing and I feel like there are times in my life where I'm like, remember where you came from. Like we're not going back to that, you know, but you have to, you have to remember, um, what intentionally, you know, help yourself remember, but, um, yeah, so that was kind of my story. Thank you. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that because some really huge things struck me because you were talking about how you were blindsided by this happening, you know, thinking we have a firm foundation and then, starts crumbling and we're like, uh-huh. wait a second, you know, like that song we sang in Sunday school about the wise man built his house upon the rock mm. and the one that built his house upon the sand. And I'm not the sand person, you know, and it's just humbling really, uh-huh. you know, because we can really think that we can't be touched by these things that God can use in our lives to bring us closer to him. And that is amazing. So it was important that you brought out that this was a huge blind spot because we can be blindsided by things like that. And when we are walking with the Lord and hearing the outside, you know, voices, but I also like what you said about because sometimes it can be true, and and I guess the discernment is important, but how you were wondering, do my friends just want me to feel better because this makes them uncomfortable? You know? mm-hmm. like, and so I think it is really important to surround ourselves with friends who are well-meaning, which I'm sure your friends were, but it was just mm-hmm. kind of a question that you were thinking, but also that the enemy could have put in your mind, like, oh, these friends really just want you to be good, but you're not, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. so that was so good. And, um, and it was really good where you said your people pleasing came in handy because you know (laughs) we just, that has such a bad rap, you know, people pleasing when Mm -hmm. we, cause I, I totally get that because I Mm. definitely can be that way. And usually it's put in a bad light. Like you're a people pleaser, which means you are depleting yourself and not Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself and not doing the soul care thing. But in this case, it kind of flipped, flipped that script. Mm -hmm. And because you wanted to please this precious woman that you love so much in your life, God drew you in and said, hmm. So that kind of blindsided you a little bit too, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) That was really cool. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I feel like just to go back to um, like what my friends and family were saying, I feel like they were speaking God's truth, Mm -hmm. but I had seen the world so long just from my own perspective of like, this is what it takes to be pleasing to God that, you know, God had to lead me using them for Mm -hmm. sure. If they hadn't been there, I don't know where I'd be, but then also, um, helping me to see like the way I was viewing that was just one way. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there are things the Lord wants us to do to obey because it brings us life in him. 
not because it's a checklist, but there's a fine line there, especially for people with my personality. So I'm just grateful that God stuck with me and my people stuck with me. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. And it's so true. We can fall into that checklist trap. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that should probably be a book title. Maybe you can write that or I can write that. Anyway, (laughs) the book, the checklist trap book, you know, because that is something we can really, if we're not paying attention to, we can fall back into that and get so busy with doing good things, which God created things in advance for us to do, you know, good Mm -hmm. things. We're called to do good things. We're called to serve, but sometimes we can make that a priority and almost an idol in our lives Mm. and not really be with God and be abiding in him and getting, you know, that relationship, cultivating that relationship. And like you said, we're still growing day by day and being sanctified day by day and learning. And I think these, these like whammies in our lives really Mm. teach us so much. And we come out on the other side better version of what God has created us to be because we're really, we're really closer and really know him more. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate you sharing that because that was important for someone to hear today. Well, I appreciate you bringing it up and it's not something I've shared before in this kind of platform. So I'm, I'm grateful for the chance if it helps somebody. And then to take what you were saying about the checklist back to like shaping children Um, shepherding children, you know, whether you're a parent or grandparent, I feel like that is something that's a nuanced thing that is hard to do in parenting because there are so many things we're teaching our kids to do like a checklist, but then how do we help them remember like these good things that we're doing come out of our love for God, not to earn our God's love, Mm. come out of an overflow of like what we've been blessed with how God's never going to stop loving us, not because if we don't do these things, he will stop loving us. So it's one of those things that I, you know, I'm always learning how best to communicate to my kids and we'll see if I'm doing it well. (laughs) It's still unproven yet, but I'm trying. You are, but, (laughs) but yeah, we, we learn and grow. And I love that this blog is just like a compilation of different voices that are speaking into the same thing and helping parents. Cause you're right. I mean, there are checklists in life and like kids might have that chore chart, you know, on the mm-hmm. fridge and they might have a checklist of homework assignments they have to complete. And just to kind of uh, remember that they need to know that they are not just a grade in a grade book. Like, you know, mm-hmm. their, their worth isn't based on, if they get an A or not. And I know Mm -hmm. that that can be a real big struggle in some families. Have you seen that too? Mm -hmm. It's the one kind of anxiety that kids can have, you know, about school or um, grades or friends. And um, so, you know, a lot of what we talk about are different books that kind of hit on that, that social emotional, which we we're blessed with a lot right now, I feel like in the industry. So that's great. And, um, and I can bring to light a couple if you want, Yeah, if you have time. Sure. That'd so be great. one great one for like friendship and forgiveness is called horrible bear. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, a little girl retrieves her kite from a bear's cave. It's really funny. It's, 
it, but it also has those deep takeaways about how hard it can be when we have a falling out with a friend mm-hmm. and the power of a sincere apology. Mm-hmm. And um, now all these, these three books I'm going to mention are, could all be found at the library. So okay. they're not Christian market books, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's valuable to help kids see God in every kind of situation. They're not always going to have everything around them Christian. So, you know, as parents, we can kind of train them to see God's presence, like we were talking about earlier, you know, in the everyday moments. Mm -hmm. Another great one is The Rabbit Listened, and Mm -hmm. it features a child building a block tower that topples. Mm -hmm. And we see all the child's animal friends trying to help, but it's the rabbit who just listened and actually helps the child. And it shows the power of empathy and also has some funny moments. Um, and then it's funny because once the child once the child is listened to, the child actually initiates all the advice that it's given by the other little animal friends. So I it's it's pretty layered. I like it. And I think it it could also be helpful in like that situation, like you were saying, like you're more than a grade. You know, this things are gonna happen and you know it's the value of you is you. And then there's a great one. My friend um, tipped me off to that. What are you so grumpy about? Mm -hmm. And um, it's great (laughs) for talking about bad moods in a playful way. And also sweep. There's a book, Mm S-W-E-E-P. Really great for that too. Just, you know, sometimes we have bad moods and then how else do we come back from that? And not that I would give that to a kid if he's in the he or she's in the middle of like a bad mood yeah. <laughs> another time. But, you know, as you read those, then it's something that you can come back to or, you know, down the line, be like, oh, have you ever felt that way? And get the child to reflect on their feelings can really help them be more open to talking with you about it. And then also just reflecting themselves and kind of um, knowing more how their brain works can help them react in a more healthy way next time. That is so good. Thank you. Those are great. Especially like, why are, why are you so grump? What are you so grumpy about? I think, I think we can all use that book. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. um, you know, you, you really brought out some good points too, because although these may not be marketed or written as faith-based books, they have very valuable lessons and mm-hmm. we can view them through a biblical worldview because mm-hmm. it is important to expose the kids to things so that they know how to apply a biblical worldview or biblical teachings to something that might be otherwise considered secular. But I also love that you are doing these reviews to help parents to know, because there are some books out there that are very shady and mm. popping up in the classrooms, popping up in the libraries. And you would think it used to be safe to send your little one over to the kids section to just browse the books and read by themselves. But now parents have to be so aware and right in there to make sure that these other things that are being brought in are not infiltrating the kids with a message that is not biblical. Mm-hmm. And so we have to watch out for that. But it, it just reminded me when you were talking about that, that, you know, the God is never mentioned in the book of Esther, but his providence Mm -hmm. is all over that book. And so that's what we get from that. We can see his providence. We can see, you know, those things at work and how we can use these principles 
biblically and to give kids something really important. And I love that too, because it it is important to do book reviews and to be able to have a place where parents can go and read about what books are good. And, and uh, because I like doing that with the movies, you know, going on plugged Mm -hmm. in, you know, the focus on the family plugged Mm -hmm. in or, you know, and just checking and seeing, okay, because they break it down great. And they say, these are the good, you know, the spiritual content. This is the positive elements. These are like the not so positive elements. And then, you know, the parent can go in with an informed judgment as to whether this is a movie that's for my family or not, because Mm -hmm. oftentimes I've, I've just seen recently parents going into a movie and watching it with their kids or renting it, you know, on the pay-per-view thing or whatever, and going, whoa, what is this message about? You know, and maybe it might be a little over the head for kids, but there's something kind of in there that may not be something you would really have chosen had you have read a review about it mm-hmm. <laughs> first, right. you know, but not to let that only inform you. And then, you know, we have to also make decisions, but I think it's really great. So, so Valerie, what are you working on right now in your writing journey and how has that blessed you the way God has gifted you? Yes. So definitely the book reviews are um, fun and we love doing them. And we do have some on the blog that are Christian market book. And um, then we have like others that can be, like you said, through a biblical worldview. Um, I've also been doing some behind the scenes, like children's author interviews on Instagram live. So that's been really fun. And then I am writing a children's book, so I can't talk too much about it right now, but it is getting some attention. So hopefully I'll have some news, but I'm working really hard on that. And it's helped kids get more interested in the Bible. So I'll just say that about it. But Okay excited about it. Congratulations. That's exciting. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. I feel so blessed. And just, you know, like I said, the community, uh, authors and writers and people like you, us all supporting each other. It's really fun. It really is. Oh, and then speaking of books, I did want to mention that on the blog, we have a children's book stack builder. It's 75 plus book recommendations. And um, again, like you were saying, these, you know, every family is different. So I would say it's just a list. So definitely look up to see if these books are right for your family, but Mm -hmm. they're books that we're really excited about. And um, there's also space for you to write your own ideas under each category. So it's for kids zero to 12. Um, It's divided into sections by age, but then each age is also divided up by categories that we've talked about today, like big feelings, um, discovery, and faith. And so parents can kind of be like, okay, I'm looking for a book about faith, or I'm looking for a book about emotions, Mm -hmm. and kind of go to the list. And then, you know, as we're being students of our child, when you're like, I need a book about this. You can jot it down on there. And then maybe you ask your librarian or teacher, like, do you know any books that would be good for my child about this? So it's kind of like a builder, the parents, the expert, we're coming alongside of you and you can get that at our website. And then, yeah, there's lots of other great resources on there too. That is amazing. So tell us how can the listener connect with you and find your website and find this books, book stack builder. Is that what it's called? It's, mm-hmm. That's really cool. And, uh, and all the things to where they can keep up with you and what's going on in, in your writing journey with the book and everything. Yes. So I'll send a link 
stores to you that we can put in the show notes, but okay. it's our everyday parables mm-hmm. um, backslash books for the Bookstack Builder. But then if you just go to the homepage, there are lots of ways that you can sign up for our email list. Mm-hmm. We don't email that much because we know you're all busy. And, mm-hmm. but when we send out emails, we often send out things that are just for our email list. So that's a really great place to connect with us. And then um, Instagram is probably where I'm most active. So the blog on Instagram is just our everyday parables. I am, well, let me say it this way. My handle is I am Valerie Ellis. Uh, Valerie Ellis is already taken. So that's (laughs) I am Valerie Ellis. Uh, We're also on Pinterest. I don't know if any of your listeners like Pinterest, but Pinterest is expanding like beyond just pins, which will take you to our website, but mm-hmm. also video and things like that. So we're starting to do some of that, which is fun. And on Pinterest, we're just OE parables. Wow, that's great. And I would encourage the woman who's listening today to check that out. And, you know, we are called to speak truth and in life into the lives of the little ones and you know like Jesus said let the little ones come to me it's mm-hmm. just precious in his sight you know and mm-hmm. so we may not all be called to children's ministry but we may have our own children or if we have grown children grandchildren nieces nephews neighborhood kids God yes. will open doors for us that we never aspired to open ourselves and so mm-hmm. give us opportunities so I will put all of these links in the show notes And I appreciate that so much. And thank you for coming on the show. It's been such a joy and so fun having you on. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. And we'll have to have you back on again when your book is published and we can talk about it (laughs) or maybe before it launches so you can get the pre-orders, you know, all that stuff. So all that stuff, (laughs) that'll be so fun. (laughs) So fun. Thank you. All right. Well, God bless you, Valerie. And we will talk soon, friend. God bless you too. Wasn't that an amazing conversation? Thank you so much for listening today. And I love Valerie's heart for sharing biblical truth and teaching things like that to children, her own children, and also helping other families to be able to teach these things to their children through the blog that she's co-founded with other authors and the books that she's writing and just wanting to share God's truth with families. And I love some quotes from the show, one of which was, when we ask those open-ended questions that don't really have a right or wrong answer, it shows our kids that we're listening and that they are valuable brothers and sisters in Christ and that God is forming them now. And I also love how she said, God knows what my kids need. God does know what our kids need, and God knows what we need as his kids. So we are just so blessed to be part of the family of God and doing kingdom work. And friend, I would love to share more about that too. Uh, Please reach out to me if you are looking for a speaker for your next women's event. Uh, Check out my speaking page at daraswift.com or womenspeakers.com. And also don't forget to download the Edify app, E-D-I-F-I, for free at the Apple or Google Play stores where you can listen to Fierce Calling, which is part of the Spark Network and also other amazing Christian podcasts. So friend, I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week and I'll talk to you soon.